Welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast. Where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. And welcome back to the Agents of Innovation podcast. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez. And I want to welcome you to episode seven. Thank you so much for listening to the program. And we really appreciate your support and also um, your likes uh, on Facebook, of course. Uh, if you haven't visited the Facebook page yet or if you don't like it, please stop by and just search for Agents of Innovation on Facebook. Or you can search facebook.com backslash Agents of Innovation. And uh, we really appreciate you liking the page and also sharing it with others. Um, also, for each episode, we do put up a blog post, and the blog will uh, also be put on the Facebook page. So you can see it's kind of a little teaser about the episode, uh, try to put a little theme together um, based on what our guests talked about. Um, and so some of you have been reading that and commenting, and I really appreciate uh, all the feedback. So thank you so much. And also, we have some great guests lined up uh, in the future weeks here. And um, many of those guests are now coming from you, our listeners. Uh, so thank you so much for sending people our way. There's a lot of great entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists out there with stories to tell and people to inspire. And that's what we're trying to do here with the podcast. Uh, learn and be inspired by some of these uh, really amazing people out there um, that are really the innovators in our society and really uh, push forward and, and create. So thank you so much. And if you're on Twitter, uh, make sure you also like us at Agent Innovation. And uh, we'll tweet with you uh, right back. So feel free to uh, make some comments on Facebook or Twitter after you listen to the podcast. Let us know what you're looking for in future episodes or something you liked about what that person had to say. And many of our guests uh, would love to be connected with you as well. Uh, so definitely let us know if you'd like to be connected uh, with those uh, guests on the episode. They, I know they all want to engage. Um, at the end of this episode, we're also going to feature a song by... Somebody who was featured on episode one, Nick Gill. Um, so we're going to play his song, Row, to close out the podcast immediately after the interview with our upcoming guest, Don Hodgkin. And uh, if you want to reach Nick Gill's um, music, you can visit his website, nickgillmusic.com. And really appreciate you uh, uh, helping um, support some of those artists listening to them. And I hope that it also brings you a little uh, entertainment and inspiration at the end of the day as well. So with that said, let's have ourselves a podcast. Okay, well now on the Agents of Innovation podcast, we have a special guest today, uh, Donald Hodgkin, or I just call him Don, and he is the... Uh, CEO and founder of Pest Offense, uh, the world's number one electronic pest repeller. And uh, he, uh, you can find their product and the website at pestoffense.com. But let me welcome Don onto the program. Don, how are you today? I'm great, Francisco. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate this. Well, thank you, Don. And I know that you've, uh, this is a, a really great product that you have, and uh, it's now sold at Walmart. I know you do. Uh, you've done some of these as seen on TV sort of uh, commercials. Um, you've you've been on TV quite a lot, actually promoting this and and uh, 
and different um, products that you have. And also, I know that um, you are a philanthropist in many ways and um, have given back uh, through many efforts, including one that I've, I've uh, participated in myself, uh, thanks to your efforts, and that is uh, your Thank You Veterans Golf Tournament, which I want to get to a little bit later. But let's first talk about um, Don the Entrepreneur. Don, how did, before, before we get to Pest Offense, uh, where did your entrepreneurial uh, uh, background come from? What, what, what did you do as, as, a, as a younger person to get, to get going in the business world? Well, it, it, interesting. I, uh, when I was a lot younger, I wanted to play tennis very bad, so Mom bought me an S&H green stamp racket. I went down to the Orlando Tennis Center. I had no lessons or anything, and I'm hitting the ball, and this big, tall, gray-haired guy, leaning on the fence and says, my God, what are you trying to do? I said, uh, I'm just trying to play tennis, sir. Well, he was the head pro. He said, talk to your mom, come back tomorrow, I'll give you a lesson. And that's when that relationship started, which has been 48 years and become my closest friend, Hugh Waters. Wow. So going, going through the, the, the world of tennis as a young buck, growing up and playing in, in high school, then on to college, my relationship with uh, Hugh uh, continued. I ended up becoming the head pro at that club down the road. I learned a lot from him and my father, uh, the biggest instrument in, in my life, because he was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, excuse me. And um, so I had the benefit of both adults looking over me, watching me, and they all both had a sense of humor and it just, I was around so many people. I could watch people, see if they were grumpy or not. And I learned that life is, honestly, I know it's an old, an old adage, but life is too short. You got to smile. And I developed and I learned how to make people happy. And, but the tennis background is what started me and propelled me uh, through the rest of my life into my other businesses before I, I became founder, CEO of, of Pest Defense. And Don, I know that's something you and I have in common, and I'm looking forward to getting out on the courts with you very soon, uh, as I also grew up playing uh, junior tennis. <laughs> and uh, although uh, sometimes um, on the tennis court, as you and I know, um, there's a lot of frustrating moments, so I don't know how you've learned to make people happy uh, through that experience. <laughs> well, I, I uh, actually, I probably open my mouth more often, as my, uh, my, my bride, Sandy, says uh, two things. Don, they don't need to hear that. And then use your normal voice, not your bond trader voice, because I was a bond trader for 11 years. And the only way to survive in there is you have to scream. And I still have the bond trader mentality, so I really have to watch what words I choose if you follow me. Sure, I do. So you, uh, right out of college, is that where you, did you become a bond trader out of college, or what did you do um, after that? Right out of college, um, unfortunately, um, I lost my uh, my brother and my father back to back within three months. Wow! So I re resorted to uh, come back to Orlando. I did what I had to do. Um, I do it again. It was uh, that's what I call, and that's how I make people happy because. There's nothing worse than what I call the beast. And the beast is when you lose your family members. Right. There's, there's nothing more horrific, whether it be a child, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister. So I, I see 
the beast of life. And I never forget, I never forget where I come from. That's one of my biggest mental supporters. Never, ever, ever forget where you come from. So I, I wandered around, I, I, I did some tennis stuff, and, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, I end up as the uh, head pro at a club in Altamont Springs. I had a rule there. It was a hotel type thing. When people come in, if they don't have someone to play with, then I'll play with them if my assistants are busy. So anyway, t 10 years later, after I'm doing some stuff, this guy calls me. I go down to Sarasota, try to get another pro job. They're, they're not willing to work with the guy because I had a back operation. I had a slip and fall. So guy calls the con condo I'm at and says, you want to play tennis? I go play tennis. We go out in the court. He beats my butt. 6061. And he says, do you remember me? I said, no, sir. He says, you played tennis with me uh, at Altamont Springs and Racquet Club, but I didn't have anybody to play with. What are you doing now? I said, I'm looking. He said, call me. I do. He owns a bond trading uh, company in Chicago, Illinois. Six months after I do what he says, I show up in Chicago, uh, a real rookie. He said he'd tell me what to do. I get my coat. I go in the bond pit of 800 people that fits 600. And he says, get in there and trade. And I go, well, you told me you're going to tell me what to do. He says, yeah, but you know what? I could tell you 100 things, but there'll be 100 I forget to tell you. <laughs> so that's my start of my existence in the bond trade as a local. Um, and I sat there for about two months not opening my mouth. And then I said, well, I better go with it. And then it, I ended up with a good career for about 11 months. I mean, excuse me, 11 years. Wow, that, that, and that's so, all, that all started from an old connection that was made. Yes, uh, only because I was kind and courteous. Um, so that was another thing that I never forgot. Anyway, I was in the bond pit uh, the night that Hussein invaded Kuwait. I had just executed my best trade ever in 11 years. And there's a rule. When you make a bad trade, forget it. When you make a good trade, forget it quicker. Well, right after that great trade, the market went crazy. There were no limits then. I lost every penny I had. Wow. Every penny I had. I was a local during the day, which means I traded by myself. And then at night, I was the head broker for Drexel Burnham, who, of course, went bust. So I packed up. Um, I got my, my my two best friends in uh, so I, I lost my father. I lost my brother. My other brother was killed in Vietnam in 69. He was a Cobra pilot, Jimmy, Jimmy Jr. So you lost two brothers? Yes. Wow. Yeah, two brothers and uh, not too long ago, my mom. So it, that was a strange day, killing uh, parentless. And then, of course, my brothers. Um, I have another bro brother, John, who is very good, has great, great wife, two great kids. Uh, we spend as much time together as possible because we forget about doing that, I'll admit. We forgot about spending time as brothers. So anyway, that's all cool. So I come back to uh, Orlando with uh, my head kind of high. And um, that's when I ran into this type of business. And I already had the, the guts and the drive. Um, excuse me. Went my throat. Um, and then I ran into Sandy. And... Uh, we hooked up a year later because I really had to get my act together. And I said, look, I, I, it wouldn't be fair for you. 
honest to God truth. We hook up a year later, and uh, that's when the next session or third or fourth session of my life be began. Well, great. And then from, uh, after, uh, after be being a bond trader, and uh, what, what kind of business did you go on to from there? Well, um, I was searching around, uh, wasn't sure what to do. Um, and what happened was that uh, Sandy was working for a computer company and they received a product. And I took that product over and uh, we, I took it to a QVC, what was called a 50-50 tour where you present a product, you give the spiel about it, what it does, and it was electronic pest repeller. And uh, I won't mention that name because it's a protection reason. Um, although everything was uh, a wonderful, beautiful trip. Um, and they decided to take it. So we went to a final show. They looked at about three to 4,000 products from every state in the country. Uh, I went to a live show first time I got up there and I just did my humor and evidently it worked because out of the each state they took the top 30 products and after that show <clears throat> excuse me after that show we sold out what we were supposed to do in one minute which was unheard of uh, wow. it did help that and this was like a trade show Yes, this was this was a live QVC show. Oh, you were on television. Okay. Oh yeah, on television. So I it's down there in Tampa, and I'm 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 standing up there, uh, ad libbing with the lead lead. Uh, it's a shopping show. Lead the lead hostess, and it so happens that her mother's sitting in the front row. So uh, she said, "Anybody have any questions?" And her mother stood up and said, "Yes, I want to know what happened to the bugs." And I just said, well, they go to your neighbors. It depends on how well you like them if you tell them about this product. Well, that evidently hit her funny bone, and she just went crazy. So the numbers, and while you're talking, the, the product is selling on live TV. And that's why we sold out, one of the reasons. So we became the number one product in the state of Florida. And once they picked every number one, number two, and number three product from each state, then you go on live TV for a year and you push your product. When it was all over, I we had sold the most product of anything in the country, and we were the number one product in the United States for QVC. And from there on, sold $74 billion worth of... And what, uh, what year was that, approximately? Uh, seven, excuse me, 93, 94, 95, part of 96. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It, yeah. We had, now was that, things. was that pest offense or was that a different product? That was a different electronic product. Okay. And what happened was, you know, it was all fine and well when all the money was being made. Uh, we took these people, um, and took them from bankrupt where the family was losing their businesses and everything and put them back into millionaires. And then someone decided on the other side, well, you know, we can probably do this on its own. We don't need Mr. Hodgkin. 
And that had to be their call. And that had to be the call to the president of QVC, which I won't mention his name. Um, and it was strange because after all the excitement, uh, all the integrity, um, we could, Sandy and I could feel things were changing. And to be quite honest, well, like I'm not honest, the truth is, it was on uh, January 1st on an evening one night, a lady called in, these are all live talks, and she had called in probably a hundred times before. They always put her in, she was a nice lady, she's senior, and we'd had some problems with the product. And like, catching on fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that night, I had just had enough. Uh, here's when I, I probably shouldn't have spoke, but I did, but that's where my gut comes in. And she said, you know, since I talked to you last, Donnie, uh, you know, I lost the use of my legs. And I went, oh my God, her name was Gloria. And she says, I've never asked this question. Will this product catch on fire? You know what I said? Don't buy the product. Well, you said that on television? Oh, yeah. I'm out the door, which I knew. <laughs> and uh, while we were doing this, because it took about a year to figure the fact out that the, the product was being made in America, which wasn't being made in Mexico, and finally did an expensive search, uh, they were not using the AB plastic. It was, you know, why, why would I be sued for killing somebody? So let me ask you, what was your role in that company? Was it salesman? Was it spokesman? Was it something else? No, I started my own company. No, but when you say you started your own company, you're talking about pest offense or you're talking about this previous company? No, uh, uh, my role in that, yeah, I'm sorry, I understand your question. My role in that was a third-party individual selling the product for them where they got a percentage and we, and we got a percentage. Okay. But the smartest thing I ever did was set up a lockbox with the bank. So QVC would send a check to our bank. And then the bank was responsible for paying our associates, and then we got paid second. That way there was no uh, uh, finagling of money. So that was, that was a good thing. So we were saving up our money. I knew this product worked. I wasn't happy representing it because of the lies. And um, the, the next day, of course, Home Shopping Networks watches down in Tampa. I get a call. They say, would you like to uh, bring that product? I said, I don't own that product. But during that time to cover our backs, I was out investigating probably 15 factories throughout the country, uh, patent attorneys, seeing if this product could be made in a different way without violating any patents, getting any legal trouble. And guess what? There's only two ways to make this type of product. And I found the other way to do it. I started having the mold make because I knew what was going to happen. That night I quit or said what I said. I wasn't sure I was going to say anything. Her phone call spurred me to, to tell her what I do all the time, tell her the truth. I couldn't help myself. So hence pest defense comes on and uh, we were opened up a factory here in Orlando, got a, got a deal with Home Shopping Network, 
went on there, became, and by the way, uh, we almost said that, the other product became number one selling product in the history of QVC. So within six months after making a change, Pest Defense, our, our product, owned and protected and patented, became the number one selling product on Home Shopping Network. And our factory here did a good job until they went bankrupt. I moved, to, I moved quickly to, uh, to China because we were already on live TV, had to have product, had to have product. No one else around could do it as quickly. So took it to China. Uh, I uh, fired China the year they, they forced our military plane down. It just it upset me and moved to India. And then from there on, we've sold uh, uh, maybe 25 million pest defense units. That's amazing. So let me go back to that. Uh, and then, of course, we were, we were very. I'm sorry. Oh, Don, uh, let me go back to that uh, that that uh, thought you had about move. You 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 had a factory here in the United States um, yes. that ended up going bankrupt. So you had uh, you had to move and. There, there, I guess there wasn't a comparable one that you could find here in the U.S., so you took it to China and then yes. to India. And what, were, what was that like, trying to find a uh, factory uh, in China and communicating with them and, 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 then, and then also in India? How, what was that process like? How, how does one go about doing that? Well, it was, it was, uh, I was head-on, uh, again, remembering my bond pit mentality, uh, Hugh, my father, um, and there was no saying no. Uh, it, we were in a predicament, been there before. I mean, there's nothing like standing in the bond pit. And you've got thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line, and all of a sudden it's gone. So I've had that thrill. So at least I was in control of this situation. When you're in a bond pit, you're not in control of any situation at any time because of what the markets dictate, whatever they do. So I had that sense of confidence. And to move while I'm having this factory done here, I, I put up $100,000. Uh, I'm not bragging. It's just fact. And, of course, they walked away stealing most of that from us. Uh, they were very clever. They were very, very good crooks. I learned from that. Um, you know, if you're going to deal with a con artist, you'll learn more if you deal with a a good con artist, not a bad one. So, uh, of course, we had a, res a, a, a bank of money that we kept off to the side for emergencies. And to try to find another factory quickly was because of my association while being on HSN um, that I found, talked to other people, always planning ahead. What if this happens? Uh, trying to have... Uh, you know, when you're talking to someone, you already have three or four questions down the line. You know what they're going to say or not say. And you just move the conversation alone. So I found someone, made a phone call. Guy's out of California. His name is Ho. And he owns a factory. I fly out. We make a deal. Uh, I go to China. It's in Nanjing across the real red border. Boy, that was a trip. And uh, set it up and, and started business. And... Uh, had three or four molds made there, and the, the process went on. And um, they did a good job. Uh, I just wasn't happy with their government. Um, so it was horrific. Uh, 
and you know, nail biting and all that stuff. But I always knew in the back of my mind, it's, it, my, my, Sandy, my wife, is a very sh uh, strong businesswoman. So we would uh, help each other through it. And uh, no one can do anything uh, uh, this kind or, or situation on their own. I, I don't care what anybody says. You got to have a partner. Mine happened to be my wife. So when we were producing and selling gazillions on Home Shopping Network, uh, you know, this could sound like a pity party because all these situations are happening, but that's because I guess when you tell the truth and you stand by it, people don't like it. So, Success doesn't come easy, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, no. If anyone's listening to this, it, it, you know what? The key to success is to always plan to have to regroup. Always look down, judge who you're dealing with. Some, and there's a lot of good con artists out there. Because in this business, you've got to have your legal, you've got to have your manufacturing, you've got to know who's doing your plastics, who's sending in your components, blah, 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 blah. Just like anybody else out there, they understand what I'm saying, is that you have to watch everything and you got to keep your finger on the pulse. Or, and you, and, and, and you, you have to be strong. You have to disagree when you know that they're wrong. Um, so we're building and building and building and selling, selling, selling. And uh, so guess what happens? Uh, HSN decides, well, this product's pretty good. And I go and negotiate, and I said, you know what? I need you to write me a million or $2 million contract. And I've been through this ballpark before. And that, those were low numbers. So they come back and said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we'll do. Well, uh, we'll do that, but you got to buy back all the old product that we had that didn't work. And I said, are you kidding? You couldn't turn that product, plastic product, into even make rings. Uh, so time went on and they said, okay, I'll tell you what, if you don't buy the product, uh, we think you're going to be done. I said, sign the contract. So we didn't agree. And all of a sudden, because I did work in the background, next step, infomercials. So we moved from the queue to home shopping right into half hour live and, ta and tape shows what they call 2830s. That's a 30-minute infomercial that goes on TV on every channel, everywhere in the country, 24-7. And that's when we really took off. So I guess my, my thoughts on being an entrepreneur don't live in the moment. I mean, live in the moment personally. But in business, look ahead three months, a year, two years, five years. You know, the old story, set your goals, write them down. Uh, I didn't always write them down, but I knew in my mind, and I knew my partner, Sandy, had in her mind what we wanted to do. And we would sit on our couch before we went and did live TV shows, and she would be the host and ask me questions, and we'd drink a beer and hang out. And, you know, the key in being successful on, on TV is that you tell the truth and you tell it instantly. And if you don't know the answer, you go, I'll get back with you. And then as Warren Avis said, to be successful, you need three things, a loud alarm clock, another one across a cold bathroom floor and always 
yeah, true. And all, and I'd have that. And always, always take care of details. Follow up. Even if you're late, follow up the details. That's, that's one of the other, uh, just for Mr. Avis, that I'd keep in mind. Good, good. Well, um, so then uh, advance me forward now. You, this pro, you know, you're doing the, uh, uh, you know, you went from Q, uh, QVC to Home Shopping Network to your own infomercials. And now your product is available in Walmart and Home Depot and, uh, and other places. And uh, the Walmart's like the big thing, you know, I mean, they always talk about you get, you got to go uh, sell your product to Walmart. And once you get in there, uh, you have access to basically the entire country in the largest, you know, uh, superstore, if, if you will, uh, in the country. Uh, how, how did that how did that process go to get Walmart to accept your product? Well, if you watch infomercials, you always hear this. But wait, there's more. And there's always like two free things you're going to get too. Yeah, I always I always stayed away from that. I always stayed away from uh, just. Get the second one free. Just hand, just take care of shipping and handling and processing. Bull. That's a bunch of, that's a load. So as we go, go into infomercials, guess what? Someone gets greedy. We're doing infomercials, kicking it. Uh, 1999, 2000, 2001 and two, And then uh, early 2003, I fired the infomercial people because... And I always have people investigate and I'm dealing with the right way. So we found a warehouse in Texas and you know who you boys are out there. And uh, they were bringing our counterfeit product with their name on it. Oh, wow. So yeah, so again, our nest egg fired them, went through a long process. Uh, the whole thing, it, 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 true story, it ended up having to fight Underwriters Laboratory and the federal government um, for confiscated illegal product that they blamed me for. And we had no clue. We just had, we had some uh, sheriffs go out to this warehouse and ordered it open because we got an order. And there it is, just stacks and stacks of our product. Uh, Reliant, they're no longer in business. Reliant Pest Defense, our product with their name on it. So everybody gets involved. They're going to sue Don Hodgkin and blah, blah, blah. And so we fought, spent seven figures on, on protecting a hostile takeover. Uh, unfortunately, an agent for customs went to jail over this. Here we are again in the same soup, but we still kept, we just went, you know what? We've been here before. We got to keep going. Worked it all out. Um, I uh, was found not guilty. Uh, UL was reprimanded, and uh, of course, Customs was, and, and so everybody's happy, yada, yada, yada. And then we come back and regroup, and um, he said, you know, most people with their product go to other stores and then hope they get into Walmart. And Sandy and I discussed, and I said, Sandy, why don't we do this? Why don't we go to Walmart first? You know, there's all stories out there that Walmart, you know, is uh, killing other businesses, which I don't like. 
But, you know, we need some volume, and we're offering a good product. It's not all about the money, because our product, Pest Defense, does help save people in their health. Because by using our product, uh, Francisco, they can eliminate all the uh, carcinogens and pesticides and poisons that they spray in their house, or the folks that come by and do that for you, and you actually pay them to do that which is the most ridiculous thing out there. So, yeah, yeah I, I remember I remember Don talking to you about this a few weeks ago and which is what really uh stimulated my interest in this product even more because uh like many people I have a pest control service that comes to my house uh once every 2 months and they mostly stay outside but when I need them inside they come in and you're telling me I'm basically having them uh put toxins in my house that are going to affect me. Yes, and I I'm not a doctor don't claim to be a doctor. I am an electronic pest control expert. And of course, I'm going to tout what I do. But and when I tell you, you know, if I can stand up on QVC on live TV and say, don't buy the product, I don't think you get more truthful. And I'm telling you that what people don't understand is that everything is information highway, you, you know, smart house, smart car, smartphone, smart computer. Well, why not smart pest control? Because pest control can be controlled through electronics. We're the only people in this country of anyone that sells all these products that does not, we're the only ones that have an American university, and I don't mean one or two years of study, five hard years where the university got on board, but they could not reap any rewards from this because <laughs> that would make it look like we bought this, this test. But it, labeled as the greatest thing since sliced bread. If, if you don't use pest offense or our type of product, electromagnetic field, electro, <clears throat> electromagnetic field, which is different than anybody out there or claims to be, that's the best thing. If you don't use it, don't use anything else in your home, especially pesticides, carcinogens, whatever your people spray. You know, one of the largest companies here in Orlando has changed their tune. And now they're talking about what poisons do, blah, blah, blah. So they come and service your home and plug holes. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. They don't spray in the house anymore. So, you know, good for them. But they're a major pest control that sprays outside, and if they have to, they'll come in like you say you do at your place. So, Don, your product, Pest Offense, uh, it's basically, you know, if people go to the website, pestoffense.com, you can see what it looks like. And uh, it's kind of something that just plugs right into your, um, uh, just your, your electronic outlet, right? And, yes. And then, yes. And then basically, what, what is that uh, cost? Uh, and, you know, you're, with the average cost, I guess, if I was going to go to Walmart or go online to Amazon.com or something like that and find this, uh, what would that cost and, uh, what, and how long does that product last for? Oh, good question. Uh, this is another way that uh, <laughs> being, a sh being a smug here that Sandy and I planned ahead, when you have a good product and it does well, you know, you see the shows on TV, here's cheer. Well, here's the new bright and big cheer. And then here's extra, extra cheer. Well, while we're doing this, we go to, uh, to planning board to recreate another product. Along the same line, same name. And uh, 
right now you can go, to answer your question, you can go to Walmart right now. Uh, uh, we are in, again, we're very blessed. We are in every Walmart store in the country except uh, the market stores. They're still testing that to see if it's viable for the smallest store. Yeah, of course, I say yes, but that's their call. Right. So you can go in there right now, and that price fluctuates, uh, believe it or not, anywhere from it's been as low as $17.99 to all the way to $32. It depends on the market and keep the customers coming in. So right now, you can go to Walmart and buy this product between $19 and $21, which is unheard of. And we designed our business around on the website. They can see where we push them to Walmart. Walmart appreciates that. We push them to Amazon.com, where we're the number one single seller. We push them to HomeDepot.com, which is their number one seller. And by the way, HomeDepot.com is the largest dot-comer in the world. A lot of people don't know that. So That's amazing. Sell, yeah, they sell out. So for 19 bucks, you plug it in, you need one unit per level. One unit will cover 2,500 square feet of a home, residence. And if you have two levels, we ask you to buy two because every time you get linear footage away from the panel box, that signal needs to be pumped. So our product works through the wiring. And how long, uh, if I were to plug that in, how long do you think I would, that would last me for until I need to get a new one? I'll tell you what we guarantee. It will last 13 to 14 months. Wow. And if it doesn't, we'll gladly replace that product. And we'll pay for the shipping and handling. And you know why we can do that? Because the product doesn't come back. In this type of industry or any industry, when you go to the store and buy something, you usually have a seven to nine percent return on everything you see out there. Clothing is about 14 to 17 percent return. We're still at, and I'm saying this is a large number, two and a half percent return. It's nothing. So, so, let me, can, so, so Don, let me recap, recap here because in your entrepreneurial history, uh, it seems like you've had a lot of aggravation with crooks and liars and thieves uh, from, other, from other businesses. You've had to deal with the court system. Uh, God knows with this uh, uh, type of product, you probably had to get through so many government regulations. Um, yep. But it sounds like the problem you have the least with is your customers. Yeah, you know what's funny? <laughs> I never looked at it that way. <laughs> I got to tell you the truth. So if it was just, if it was just you and your customer... You'd probably be a lot less aggravation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we'll have some complaints, and that's understandable. I mean, you're still going to have bugs when people come home and spray your house with carcinogens. You're still going to have some bugs. You go, oh, well, that must have been a freak accident. But we've had people spend $20 for a price going to last them a year, and they write in a complaint which, by the way, we answer every day and say, I saw a bug. This product is not working. So we figured they didn't understand the concept. Or, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who can't afford $20. We get that. So we're very, we work very well uh, with our customers that make us successful. Again, another thing, uh, not forgetting where we come from, I, I, and I answer 
complaints because I still get my hands dirty. And by that, I mean I still unload product and load product, and I still take the time to talk to customers, and the responses to that are phenomenal. They, they think when you're the, the big cheese bottle washer that you let your people that work with us, not for us, uh, not handle that stuff. So, so how large is your company now? Uh, how many employees uh, work for you, and what other kind of third-party people type of uh, work with you? Uh, uh, I will say we're veteran-friendly, and uh, let's see, uh, 35, oh, yes, uh, it, it, thanks for bringing that up, 35 we still have the factory in India, but we're down to about 30% that handles all overseas stuff. Uh, Francisco, we just brought our factory back to America. We're very, very proud. We weren't tainted by the first company, so we've been in operation and business. So that factory over on the West Coast, we hired uh, the plastics people and then the circuit board people, so we help employ another 65 people. And uh, Sandy and I used to have the big office. Yeah. So we have this place we rent at 6,000 square feet. And we have three great employees. And then Sandy and I, so just, just five running the operation. Uh, one of them being a wounded warrior, which we're very proud of Philip. Um, he gave the ultimate, got some issues. So over and all, about 110 people uh, we're responsible for, and damn proud of it. That's great. And Don, just getting uh, before uh, we move on, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, what you do for veterans. But one last question to follow up: If you know, we have some people maybe listening to the podcast, entrepreneurs, maybe they're trying to bring their own product to market, um, and you know, Walmart is that big, intriguing place to uh, to get your product sold because you just it, it allows access to so many customers across the country uh, automatically. What would be your advice to someone who is trying to approach uh, an organization like, as big as Walmart and trying to get through the door um, in, a, in sort of a loaded field where they're competing with so many other people trying to do the same thing? Okay. I, I will tell you this. Walmart, by the way, uh, a lot of people misunderstand them. There was a talk about them not paying. Walmart has never missed a payment. Uh, they are audible, they do the right thing, they try to do the right thing. So Walmart is a great place to start because that will bring you other big box stores and what have you. Knowing your product, you know you have to know all the questions to answer because there are a lot of questions. What's your insurance? How much insurance do you have, aggregate? Uh, where's your factory? The key right now, if someone's out there listening, if you have your own product, try not to represent a product, but if you go in there as an owner, find a way to get your product. You got to know who to talk to to have it manufactured. Of course, you can manufacture overseas, but this is what Walmart requires right now, and they ask you to. Now, big, big, big Westinghouse and stuff, you know, they're not going to force them to do anything. But if you have a product and it's made in America and it's, and it's any kind of ethnic ownership, women, whatever, and it's environmentally friendly, 
You can walk into Walmart and they will listen to you. You would call the products management group and say, I've got this product, it's made in America, and it's environmentally friendly. They'll set you up an appointment. Unheard of. And then once you, once you get that appointment, what's, uh, what's that process like? You fly into uh, Arkansas, go to the big store, the same original uh, headquarters. You uh, dress nice. Um, don't assume anything. You sign in. You wait. You go meet your buyer. You'll, you'll get a meeting with a buyer, an assistant buyer, and you have your ducks in order, where it's made, how many you can make in a certain amount of time. Is it patented? Is it protected? Do you have insurance? Where is your factory? How many people do you have? Is it sold anywhere else? Are you trying to sell it anywhere else? That answer should be yes. Walmart loves the competition. They could give two hoots that we sell our product to somebody else. They don't care. Lowe's. They're going to sell it cheaper, right? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Well, that's great. Well, um, I, one, I want to wish you congratulations because it sounds like your product is doing well and it's on a lot of markets and many people are buying it. And uh, as you met, mentioned, uh, as we talked about the top of the, the episode here, it's the um, it's number one selling electronic pest controller. So um, we'll look forward to that. And for people that want to learn more about this product, uh, go to pestoffense.com. Uh, that's pest, P-E-S-T, offense.com. And that's offense like you're going on offense, O-F-F-E-N-S-E. So anyway, um, Don, we're going to shift here for a moment um, because uh, we're running a little short of time. And this has just been sure. a great entrepreneurial story. But like many entrepreneurs I meet, you're also a philanthropist and you have a really big heart. I know you're involved in a lot of different causes, but I think the yes. one that I've noticed um, – that is really close to your heart is one that you started. It's the Thank You Veterans Golf Tournament that you put on in December down in the Orlando area. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, uh, about that organization and uh, why you started it. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you for that. Uh, we started, uh, this will be our 13th year. Uh, it's in December. Uh, this year is December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. <clears throat> That's a special. Um, and it's at Tuscarora Country Club, and uh, beautiful golf course, by the way. It, thank you. It is. It's uh, they open their hearts. You see, we have to find courses that will allow us to bring in food. <clears throat> excuse me, which is donated, and and the libations, which has to be donated. If we have to pay for court uh, uh, greens fees, uh, that takes away benefiting our. Receivers, our receivers are our veterans, our men and women, our heroes. And a lot of people, uh, we don't use the vets to push our product. We push our product to help our vets. We reciprocate. They don't reciprocate us. We reciprocate them. And what we do is that they come out and they'll have breakfast and lunch with our staple restaurant, Brio's, Tuscan Grill, unbelievable people, uh, a lot of veterans there, and they were supplied the breakfast. And I don't mean just uh, a roll and a donut and a glass of orange juice. I mean a full-fledged breakfast, bacon, eggs, sausage, blah, blah, blah. 
And I, I can tell you, I was there this past December, and Don's not lying. Uh, that was quite a breakfast, and uh, you work it off on the golf course. Yeah, that's true. How'd you like the music in the morning? Oh, the music was great, and I mean, just a great atmosphere. And, and as you mentioned, I think 80, 90 percent of the people that were there were veterans, and oh, yes. it was just great to be in in such company with uh, with American heroes. Yes, and we do the same thing at lunch. We we have the uh, five open libation bars out there. You can win fifteen thousand dollars in a hole in one. We're going to move it up to a hundred thousand. Uh, normally, we have two or three helicopters flying because of the weather. We had just one. But uh, our heroes, it's, again, thank you, veterans. And I started this uh, in honor of my brother, Jimmy, uh, well missed. Uh, we lost him in Vietnam, KIA in 69. So as years went on, I said, you know, we got to do something for these veterans. And I was seeing uh, all the issues happening uh, between the veterans and the organization that should be helping the veterans. Anyway, so they come out and we give, we honor them. And it's the only tournament that we know of, at least I check every month in the country, that they get everything and well-deserved, no charge. There is no fee. Normally, these uh, types of things would you know, be $400 for a foursome and maybe even more. So these guys and gals come out and they have their day. They're treated like kings and queens, as they should be. Uh, and, and that should be every day. And uh, there, there's just no fee. Uh, and they're not allowed to say thank you, but they do. Um, it's very basic, uh, Francisco, and you know this. If it wasn't for our veterans, it's very basic, you and I wouldn't be talking today. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, no, it was great because, as you mentioned, it, you know, it's these are men and women that we should be thanking every day and uh, – uh, for what they do for us. But I, I think what I saw out there, Don, was you, you take at least w one full day out of the year. And I know that it's, it's more than one day because you're spending many months in advance planning and getting sponsors. And, you know, you really uh, you, you take a lot of time. But I know that one day I saw you out there in the golf cart watching people and you, you really looked like you had a sense of gratitude. And, uh, and, and, you know, just the whole day went just very smooth. And, uh, and so it's, it's nice to see that um, – Somebody like yourself was able to give back. I know you have a personal connection with your brother, but I know there's uh, many more people out there you're thankful for. And yep. uh, it, was a, it was a cool uh, cool experience. And I hope um, – now, what's the website, again, for the golf tournament? It's uh, www.thankyouveteransgolf.com. Thankyouveteransgolf.com. Thank um, you, veterans. Yes, and it's going to be in December again this year, right? December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, if, uh, f for folks that are listening, uh, uh, you know, if you're in the Orlando area or somewhere in Florida, I particularly encourage you to get out there and, and join in uh, the fun. And uh, if you're able to donate to the cause, uh, maybe be a sponsor, um, I think that would be great as well. I know uh, the James Madison Institute where I work, we were proud to be sponsors this past yeah. year. And uh, it was just, it was good to be there. And, um, and see uh, those men and women in action. And, and, and maybe there's other people out there that are looking for a similar idea to do uh, in their own communities uh, in the state or across the country uh, to thank our veterans. It would be cool, Don, if uh, your idea caught fire and, and people were, were holding uh, events like this in conjunction with yours around the country. Oh, absolutely. You know, if, if, if who's, who's ever listening, yeah, it doesn't have to be big or gigantic. Uh, it, it could be medium. It could be small. Just... If you do anything, just try to do anything one day, uh, 
two days or think about it. Whatever you can do, do it for do it for our heroes. They deserve it. It's uh, it's basic. And, uh, you know, and I have to say, if you come out to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa opened their club. No one has ever done this. They charged no fees. Every one of their people donated their time. It's on a Monday. They are honored to work with us to show you veterans that we love you. And that's the bottom line. And we are the real deal. You won't be disappointed. And how many years have you been doing it now? This will be number 13. Wow. Incredible. Well, yeah, Don, we start, go, go ahead. We started out with 80 people the first year. And, man, it took – we never have an issue getting, getting our heroes out there. We, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of 320 <clears throat> December 7th. So we average around 300 every year. And it is really a peaceful day. Yes, it is. Well, Don, that, uh, it's just incredible work you're doing. Um, it's great to see that uh, even in the success, uh, which, you know, I, I, I thought it was a, an interesting story today to listen to you. And, and uh, obviously, if somebody were to just, you know, meet you today um, and see you as a very successful business person and a great product um, that is uh, just, you know, being sold all over the place. Um, but it, it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of challenges. It wasn't easy to get to where you are today with this uh, success and this product. But it's also great to see that um, through all of that, you're also able to find time because I know you're busy uh, with running a business. You're able to find time to give back and to give in a way that uh, it's not just uh, funding, but also your time. And uh, I think that uh, that's really great. I think, you know, uh, we need more uh, uh, entrepreneurs and and more uh, philanthropists like yourself, uh, role models, if you will, uh, in what you're doing. So I, I, I say kudos to you. And uh, for those who want to learn more about Don's product, again, go to PestOffFence.com, uh, but also go to ThankYouVeteransGolf.com uh, to learn more about the product. And Don, I'll, I'll give you the last word if there's anything you want to say to uh, the listeners today before we close out. Sure. A lot of people help me. A couple things. Uh, get yourself a partner if you're going to do something on a product, whether it's your wife, your friend, male friend, female friend, whatever. you gotta have, you got to have two people so you keep each other in balance. <clears throat> the second thing is uh, if you want to get on and test your product quickly, go to Amazon.com, but only sell your product as yourself. Don't You'll make more money and learn more business if you start your own account and sell your product through Amazon. Now, we don't forget where we come from. Amazon did a great job for us, but they also allow you to be a member of Amazon and sell your own product through Amazon. Of course, they get a piece of it, but that's okay. That's a good way for you to control your numbers and see what's happening and take it to the next step like maybe Walmart. So you have a history. The other thing is uh, we, we are here. And if you, I got help, Sandy got help. So I will gladly take any kind of an email or what you want. I'm Donald at pestdefense.com. I will answer your questions. I don't care how many, what time of day. And the other one is you have questions about playing in the tournament. It's Don at thankyouveteransgolf.com. I, our staff that worked with us, be more than happy. But I will answer all these questions you have. And it would be my pleasure and my honor. And Francisco, you're very kind with your words, and I appreciate your, uh, your support. You're a heck of a human being. 
and I yeah, don't get bashful or shy. You're you're a great human, and I, that's who I like to hang around with. I'll hang with anybody, but people who have spirit and fight and integrity. That's the key with me. You can be successful. Thank you, Don. Thank you for your kind words, and thanks for being on the program again, Donald Hodgkin, uh, CEO and founder of Pest Offense, and. Uh, supporter of many great causes, including for our veterans. Thanks, Don, for being on the program, and hope you have a, a great day. I appreciate your time, Francisco, and thanks a lot. This was a very nice opportunity. Thanks. Thank you. I shouldn't let my memories be embedded with fear. Shouldn't let my future keep me from what's already here It's all laid out, all laid Remember all the miracles Be thankful, be thankful Though it may seem hard at broken without a bother and just when you think you hit a new low God helps you roll I should forget what I don't have and give what I do I should forget my own worries instead of letting them Roll.